Malpractice insurance applications are long and complicated, but today we're going to walk you through it step by step. I'm going to show you how to fill out an application, what sections are important, and what are the underwriters really looking for when they're looking at your information. If you're listening today on podcast, you're going to be hearing me as I fill out a paper application by hand. So if you'd like to watch this episode on YouTube, check out the link in the show notes. I think you're going to find it beneficial. All right, let's jump in. All right, so today we're actually going to fill out an application. And I've chosen just a general carrier application. This is actually an application for one of the largest malpractice carriers, and this is a pretty thorough application, so I thought I would use this for the example and the demonstration today. So we're basically gonna walk through this application. These sections are all very similar. Every carrier is gonna have the same general sections of the application. So let's walk through how to fill it out, and then along the way, I'll kind of give you some thoughts on what's important and what's not important and what the underwriters are really looking for. All right, let's start with the basic contact information. So every carrier is just going to need your name, your phone number, your email address, and your home address. So that's the first section on our application. After that, we need to tell the underwriter what practice locations we're going to be working at. So for our sample doctor here, I've listed that he works at Beautiful Inc., which is a med spa, and 100% of his exposure is at Beautiful Inc. After we've told the underwriter a little bit about our practice locations, we obviously need to let them know, first of all, where to bill us, because they're going to want to know that. So I've marked that I want them to send everything to my home address. And then the next section is going to be all of our training information. So medical school, residency, fellowship, where did we go do our training? Most carriers are not going to require you to fill out this section. In fact, in this example, I've just X'd through it, and I've just put C attached CV. So most underwriters are perfectly fine with you just sending your CV instead of filling that section out. In fact, I think they actually probably prefer it because it's going to be way more thorough than what you're going to fill out on this application. So always assume that attaching your CV is a great way to go. After we've told them about our education and training, we need to let them know about our licensure and where we're going to be practicing. So I've listed my Indiana license number here since that's where I'm working primarily. I've also told the underwriter here that I'm not doing anything outside of Indiana. So telemedicine is a really big deal these days. And if I was doing anything outside of Indiana, this would be the section where I would want to disclose that. But on this example, I've marked no, I'm not doing anything outside of my primary state. And then I've listed my previous practice locations for the underwriter as well. It's really important on your malpractice application that you're using this as an opportunity to tell your story. The underwriter does not want to see any major gaps, whether it's gaps in your training or gaps in your practice exposure history. So as I'm telling my story to the underwriter, I need to be very cognizant of I finished fellowship in 1995, so I need to tell the underwriter where I've been since 1995. So on this example, I've told them I worked for Parkview Hospital from 1995 to 2010, and then I worked um, for my current practice, which is Fort Wayne Anesthesia, from January 2011 until current. Also in this section, I'm telling them if I belong to any medical societies or if I am a member anywhere. And the reason why the underwriter wants to know that is because they need to know if I'm going to qualify for any special programs or discounts that those associations may give to their members. 
After this page, we have to tell the underwriter about our specialty and our procedures. So I've indicated here that I'm an anesthesiologist and 100% of my exposure is in that specialty. I am board certified and I've put my um, board specialty information in the date that I was certified. And then below that is my hours, how many patients I've seen, and my procedure information. So although I'm an anesthesiologist, let's say for this supplemental insurance request, I'm just doing Botox. So I put Botox 100% in my procedure page to let the underwriter know that that's what I'm focusing on. The next page is going to get into some yes, no underwriting questions. This is the section where we're going to tell them a little bit more about if we've done anything that might be concerning or if there's anything in our background that we might need to give more information on. So in the last 10 years, have I done any of these things such as discontinued any major surgical procedures? Do I serve in an emergency room? And then it's going to ask if I treat federal prison inmates. Do I treat any professional sports teams? All of those questions I've answered in the yes and no section below. A few things that are noteworthy on here. In this example, I did indicate that I'm also working as the medical director for this facility. So I've marked that box as yes, and I've listed what I do and how often I'm doing it. After that section, it's really important that you really describe again how often you're doing it, what you're doing, and that just helps the underwriter understand the exposure. On the next page, those yes, no questions continue. And the question that's of most concern in this area is that I need to let them know that I have other malpractice insurance. So I mentioned that in this example, we're pretending like our doctor works for Fort Wayne Anesthesia. That's his primary job. This is simply an application for supplemental coverage. So I have to tell the underwriter that I have other malpractice insurance for the work that I do with Fort Wayne Anesthesiology. So I've listed that here. I've listed the name of the insurer, which is Covaris. And that way the underwriter knows that they need to exclude that from this policy. Since I have other insurance for that, they will put an exclusionary endorsement on the policy that says they'll cover me for this work, but not for the work that I'm doing for them. After this section, we get into the claims, and this is where I'll need to indicate to the underwriter if I've had any claims. Um, I'm going to say no to all of these questions here, but if I have ever had any malpractice claims against me or any adverse results or even any incidents reported, I would need to fill out that supplemental claim page for each one of those events. So normally the carriers will give you like one claim page. You just need to make a copy of that if you have more than one claim and fill one out for each. Next is our practice organization information, and this is where I'm going to indicate that the um, Beautiful Inc. is a standard medical practice. I am only working as an independent contractor, and my start date with them is July 1st. I've also listed the DBA, um, so Jennifer Wiggins MD LLC would be another business name that Beautiful Inc. goes by. And I've also indicated to the underwriter that there are two other physicians there. There's three estheticians, um, but we don't supervise anybody other than the people at our location. Last two pages are our coverage information. So I've filled out that on this policy, I'm requesting occurrence coverage because I don't want to mess with the tail insurance. So I just want an occurrence policy and I want it to start on July 1st, 2022. It will automatically run for one year unless I tell the underwriter that I want it to stop on a different date. So I've just put 7-1-2023 for my end date. 
I've listed the limits that I want for this policy, and then I've listed my previous insurance information. Again, we need to tell the underwriter our story, so we need to show them all the policies that we've had back to the inception date of our start of practice. So since I finished training in 1995, I need to show the underwriter everywhere I've been insured back to 1995. So I've listed those two locations here. Um, We have what's called the assignment of right to cancel coverage. So if you have an employer that's paying your premium for you, you would want to fill in their information here and sign the box. And that just means that they have the authority to cancel your coverage if you leave. And then they would get the refund check since they were the ones paying your premiums. If you're paying your own premium, that doesn't apply to you. You just cross through it and move on. And then, of course, the last page is just the fraud statement. You need to make sure you understand that you're doing your very best to provide the most truthful information as possible on this application because it is a contract. Sign it and then date it. And then at the bottom of this page, I would use this to put in any other notes to the underwriter. Again, we want to make it crystal clear who we are, what we're looking for coverage for, and that way when they get this application on their desk... They have all of their questions answered and they can go ahead and review it and hopefully give us an approval. Hey, thanks for hanging in with us while we tried something different today. I hope you found that helpful. Uh, If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. 